0: You are all weirdos! Weird Science is the revolution. Weird Science is the revolution.
1: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast Episode 16. That is Legacy Number 516. I'm here with my man Matt to start it out. What up Matt? What up Jim? What up? And I'll let everybody know that before we get into this, if you want to see or hear more from us, you can go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us, we'll follow you back. Also go to our Marvel website, which is Weird Science Marvel Comics.com. And then if you want, go to our YouTube channel, Weird Science Comics, and then finally helping us out for everything we do. You can go over to our Patreon, sign up there, and that is patreon.com/slash weird science. And we have a bunch of shows. We had some exclusive stuff last week. We ended up having our incredible hulk and then what was the other one that me and you <laughs> did that was on the spotlight it was something that oh <laughs> dr strange dr strange go. and incredible hulk last week we're at patreon only i don't know what is going to be this week but it won't be the book that me and you are talking about because we have what is the i guess supposed to be the big book of the gang, gang war this week uh yeah Gang war is, is kind of shady. I, I'm telling you, me and you were talking before we recorded here about gang war. And is anybody sitting there at home like, oh, my God, I think the owl might take over the heats area or, oh, my God, Diamondback. What is he up to? I don't think anybody really can even get. I can't. I can't keep track of these things because there's too <laughs> many of these gangs. There's too many gangs. There's too many tie in books. And each book just seems to they're only there to just say, oh, Diamondback. Well, you know who wants to go after Diamondback? That would be Spider-Woman. So we have that book. And hey, what's going on with Big Ben? I'm like, I don't know. We don't know. So, yeah, we don't. And so you have all these things going on and you look at this map and I mean, there's too many. There's too much. And everything's just scattered. Everything's going. I couldn't even tell you off the top of my head. Oh, who do you think? The, you know this person's going to go after who's that person go because it's just kind of a cluster f and the big <laughs> play is it it does feel like it's trying to get maybe a warriors type vibe from the movie mm-hmm. and in that yet yeah, a lot of gangs you know everybody's going after but you center on one gang you center on the warriors as they go through and i think that that's the misplay of this you are so scattered that maybe we should have had one gang or you know, because even the spider characters are just there to do their separate things, but have one gang that you center on as they go to fight out who's going to be you know the king of A point New York. of view gang. You need. yeah, and maybe it would have been Tombstone uh-huh. now with fists there, and that's where Peter and the rest of it, they kind of team up because at one point you got to you know pick who is the best of the worst options. But even here, like at the at this point that we're in pretty well into this you don't even get the idea of somebody wanting to be the king of new york what you get is man i think uh me as diamondback wants to grab that little bit of that person's or hey look at me i'm janice i want to keep what my father's tombstone stuff is but i may go after this little bit Mm -hmm. there's nobody that really feels like it's you know for all the the chips here so that lessens it as well. It's just kind of little little battles with each other, and it's just, just not to great. To me, it's
2: the one name missing from this list, which is Kingpin Wilson Fisk.
1: Yeah, and that's what he I'm going shows with. up there, and he's with Tombstone now in, in the, the Amazing Spider-Man book. But I just, I, I just don't <laughs> get what they're doing. I mean, some of the books, you get as easy as, I want to maintain what I have. And you have others, ooh, I think I might go after Mr. Negative's territory, but I won't go near the heat, right? It's just not And then enough. you got
2: people teaming up like in this issue for some
1: yeah, reason. Yeah, it's just weird. It's just weird how all this is going on. But one thing that you do see in that, in that map, you see the change because you uh, – is it a change? Because I'm not going to say that Miles actually controls the area of the Frost Pharaoh and the Bumbler. They're just out of the picture. Yeah, So uh, it's just almost like safe air I don't know It's starting to get frustrating here You have this as <laughs> gang war Miles Morales, Spider-Man Issue number 14 Whew. It's written by Cody Ziegler Art by Federico Vicentini Colors by Brian Valenza Letters by V.C.'s Corey Petit I was impressed by issue number 13 I haven't read Miles So I thought, okay, we had some fun with it Frost mm-hmm. Barrow the bumbler kind of goofy but you had some stuff one of the things though we were kind of taken aback by the art the art was hard to follow at points you know what makes it even more hard to follow when you have 50 million characters so many because there's so many characters in this issue and they really don't do much i mean we're going to talk about this issue i ended up saying to you i sent you a message and i said (laughs) This issue's driving me insane. Like all this and you said, well, it is only one big fight. It is. So why is it driving me insane? Because <laughs> when you have this art that at points gets real close in, gets a little wonky and Cody Ziggler has everybody yakety-yakking so much that I lost track of who was talking. I I kept having to stop to figure out who was talking, what they were saying, and then realizing really not saying much and they're repeating a lot of things but we'll go through i
2: mean hats off to cory Petit for knowing where to put all these
1: word bubbles yeah yeah i, mean, I, I think he's like like me he's just like scattershotting it is like it'll <laughs> land on somebody and really what cody ziggler does is have everybody talk like miles anyway so what is it like, yeah it's true it's true so you start off and again you have to have some gang more stuff So the gang, I'd like to have maybe a little more But you have somewhere in Brooklyn And you get it's The enforcers With Montana, you got Ox You got all the classics, Fancy Dan That mean you, I, I remember laughing about him At one point And they end up where They're kind of butting heads with Hobgoblin, Hobgoblin hanging out with the prowler We saw that at the last issue And Hobgoblin shows Up here to and say to the enforcers i want to make a deal with you and they even think they're like man we must be you know hot stuff if they're going to come make a deal but they just take it i mean again this is the gang war stuff where hobgoblin and prowler just show up and say hey we're going to offer you all this Do you want to be on our team he says yeah we want to be on the team but what exactly are they doing because it's really centered on this whole play with the cape killers and miles, and I just don't get it. Well, it might they might be part of it.
2: The, for me, the problem is the enforcers. They've been around for what, 60, 70 years? I don't know. What are their powers? One guy's strong, another one shoots a gun, another guy just talks a bunch of crap. Hey, fancy Danny he dresses nice. I
1: mean <laughs> They're the most boring characters ever. While they're doing this, because Hobgoblin comes in and him and the prowler are like, hey, we offer the steal, but then they're they're watching on this. You know, monitors, all these things going down, including watching the Cape Killers, who they seem to have in their back pocket. They're going to go after Miles, Colleen, and Misty. And when they actually, when you're in a room with the enforcers, and you actually say, listen, you guys are, are better than those guys. We want you to sit this, like, really? Like, you got a lot of problems with this team. And, and yeah, right away, yeah. Scorpion on the team, though, <laughs> Already better to me yep. than the enforcers. Right? Absolutely, yeah. Scorpion's there, and he's with Gust and High Tail again. Characters I'm not fully familiar with, but you know we kind of get the lay of the land, and we have this going on. But what they're doing is is they're offering the enforcers money to kill Spider-Man again. Not really a gang war thing, but kind of. This is where all these tie-ins kind of lay. The idea of is this a necessary tie-in? Not really, but things have it's just so. If it's bizarre. a gang war,
2: they should be fighting other gangs, not superheroes.
1: Yeah, and, and with the focus not on that fully, that's where you you kind of lose track of the overall gang war, mm-hmm. and what you get are just little, you know, skirmishes. It,
2: yeah, it's more just like skirmishes in areas where these guys operate. So they're in Brooklyn, so they're fighting other Brooklyn
1: heroes. And it's one thing to like. I need to find. One of these yuck yucks who's actually (laughs) going to be like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to set that because what you would want to do is have the heroes like Luke Cage and his just descend and and wreck house. And then you just take over. I mean, it would be like money in the bank. You just hand in your your money in the bank deal right to Mm -hmm. WrestleMania. But they're all just involved. Like nobody seems to really care enough about the gang war to really step it up to that like one guy like at this point like oh my god i think that it's going to be them who's just going to take over everyone i just get at the end it's just going to be kingpin at the end he's like yep i'm taking everything And he'll just mm-hmm. grab that's it he so the money in the bank deal yeah. but you have you have them say and it is aaron the uncle of miles who says we want you to kill spider-man i was waiting for which one but you end up where while that's going on Miles, Colleen and Misty continue to deal with the Cape Killers. We saw this in the last issue and they're just going back and forth, back and forth, you know, and you end up having finally they start fighting. But again, I got lost in some of the things going on. But a lot of this, you know, just comes down to Fisk law. We're here to take you down. They start fighting. You end up Miles saying to pretty much to scorpion the whole time hey you like me me and you got along we fought carnage hey you like me you said even he says i like you better than the other spider-man but then later miles was like keeps going and going with it and then scorpion finally says listen i don't like you that much i mean <laughs> i kind of like you but i i don't like you that much there dude and you end up where one of the other places this gust who is jade jackson she's kind of there you know kind of a, you want to feel Sympathetic to her a little She's a little. there against her will She doesn't really know her power set So she's doing these gusts the snows All over really what she does is confuse The art a little more <laughs> and then You have Hightail, who's a speedster Who just yeah I think main job Is to yell at gust but then you know They're going to take some people down And When you separate Miles with Scorpion That just allows Colleen and Misty to get taken Down but it's a weird play like they get taken down, and suddenly Colleen turns green. I don't know what happened there, but it's that. Did you think this was weird that they go, okay, we have Misty and Colleen. We're going to take them away now, Miles, and you just stay here. But and- Spider
2: Man, we're okay with. Yeah, we're okay with keeping him. He's like maybe he gets a pass. I think is and what they're saying.
1: They're like, we'll give Miles a pass, <laughs> and then you have Colleen and and Misty are like, we'll be fine. We'll we'll get getting out. getting taken off in handcuffs. Yeah, yeah we'll uh, we'll get out of this and meet up with you late. It's such a weird like you have that fight and then when it ends, I actually by the time it ended, I'm like, why did we have that fight? Like nothing really
2: happened. Well, listen, it eliminated a couple of characters
1: from well, the it scene. it eliminated so. the characters. You know why? Because we're going <laughs> to add even more. Because you end up where, hey, Spidey, you're pretty cool. You'll be on our team, even though we just arrested Misty and Colleen. Your friends, your best friends. Less of what you are and your trainers. But we're going to add you because, (laughs) oh, no, we're in trouble. And in the meantime, Starlin is going around because Miles said to go to the Institute and go underneath and ends up finding shift. And I'm like, is that is that what we need here? (laughs) <laughs> we need shift who if people don't know, I'm sure somebody who hadn't been rating has to be like, Oh my god, it's Rec Rap, right? Yeah, it's big it's a rep rap in a Miles suit. A-, a gloopy, gloppy clone deal from Miles' own clone conspiracy that Saladin Ahmed did. Okay. You know, it's funny because once you had when when uh Rec Rap first showed up, I said, Oh my god, it's just like a knockoff shift. Of course uh-huh. Shift just gets pushed aside. Now he's the knockoff Rec Rap and who likes that? Well at
2: least Rec Rap can string some sentences of this together. This guy's like saying galurp. Here's the know? best
1: though. At one point you'll say Rec Rap, okay, but, but by the end you want Rec Rap to shut the hell up, so that yeah. you want ships, <laughs> So you combine them two. But well that's going <laughs> well that's going on. You still have Hobgum and he's watching how this is all playing out he's watching you know all these monitors are different the big plan hey we want to kill spider-man but they get sent off prowler is can i take this out can i go and take the enforcers with me so again we get rid of two characters to add like six and they Mm -hmm. go and they show up and now we're gonna have a fight again in the meantime even before that though you end up where they're trying to work with miles a little but they're yelling about, hey, the the mask thing and the Fisk law. So then he gets on the hologram phone with Spidey, who then gets she hawk involved to start yelling at Agent Gal about the legality of Fisk law. And, hey, don't you have kids to, you know, go and harass and all this stuff going down? Nothing comes from it. They end up just pretty much hanging up and getting on with it because yeah. a fight breaks out again. And that's what happens then. You end up where you have the enforcers with the prowler attack this group of Miles and the Cape Killers. And you just go back and forth. And when they show up, okay, it looks okay. But once you end up having Uncle Aaron show up, Miles loses it. He starts yelling. I don't know. To me, it feels weird to say out loud. Oh man, Uncle, what's going on? Like my dad's gonna be pissed at you. You promised my mom and Billy. All these people could just be taking notes. Like, oh man, <laughs> right, oh, like that's that who done. that guy that is. Done. Okay, oh, Miles Morales, huh? So he's young, but the big play is, oh my God, how, why would you team up with Hobgoblin? That's the worst. You got you. You end up having the pumpkin bombs. That means Hobgoblin, and then from there, he also has tech. He has this tech, like gauntlet. And this is something that Miles wrote, like, oh, my God, why would you have that tech? And we just go page after page, it seems, of, hey, Aaron, Uncle Aaron, why are you doing this? I I can't tell you. Come on. I can't tell you. Please? No. No. Ah, oh, come on. Pretty please? No. It just keeps going on and on. It, it, you think it's done. And then it gets back to that again just to have them just fight it out they just keep fighting 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 miles is desperate to find out why aaron is teaming up with this where he got the tech what this tech is but that's all it is i mean it just is continuous page after page of him begging aaron to tell him the secret tell him why he's doing this so When all that's going down, it looks like, oh, God, look, everybody's fighting. They're in trouble. Oh, geez. At one point, even you have that Venom sword, the Venom saber that Miles has, but you can barely see it. Oh, I didn't
2: even see him using that. Yeah.
1: Isn't it a weird play? It's like that last bit before the deal. He gets it out. Oh, yeah. You don't even know it's that. Like, why aren't we giving a better angle of these fights? Why aren't we seeing a a bigger play here? So you can see, oh man, that's awesome. No, it ju- it actually looks at one point. I thought he was getting, you know, hit with laser fire, but it's it's. There it was sword. such a focus of the last issue too. Yeah, maybe. and then they're just going here back and forth, and even with that, you end up where. You know, characters are going to run at each other, and then there's explosions. I don't know where they came from. It's a mess. And then at the end, we get more characters because all of a sudden you have Starlin show up. Hey, you want to shift? Well, look, I also got Miss Marvel. Did not need Miss Marvel in this. Like, what's going on here? There's too many characters. It's it's such a weird play. There's too much going on, but nothing going on. I mean, really, in this, you had a bunch of people yelling stuff at each other. Starting with the Cape Killers saying, hey, you heroes, we're going to bring you in. No, you're not. Let's fight. Then you get Colleen and Misty get taken away. Miles doesn't bat an eye. And then they go and now he's just, oh, Uncle Aaron. Well, what's going on? Why are you doing this? I can't Can't talk about it. And then boom. And then we add more. It's nonsense. It's nothing. And it it just (laughs) the the gang war concept is it's not working. I don't think anybody I don't even think you can play along. With this of, you know, if you had Vegas odds of who's going to win, like, what would you base them on? Nothing's going on in this. It's so frustrating. I mean,
2: you take Gang War off the cover of this and it just reads like a regular Hobgoblins fighting yeah, with the uh, Miles Prowler. with
1: Hobgoblin and Prowler show up.
2: There's no consequences other than that. And maybe if you made it tighter, that would be something, but...
1: I, I you just... could make it
2: tighter. You take out the Cape Killers. That'd be good. You'd eliminate Miss Marvel and... and Couple and other things. Add
1: more things in. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> I mean,
2: the, the art is is unique. I'll give it that. I mean, it goes a little over the top with the panels, though. It's like everything's askew, and there's so
1: much going on in each panel.
2: I mean, it's it's
1: there there are points you when can't even
2: appreciate it. Scorpion
1: there's so much going yells. on. Even at one point, you have like scorpions getting hit by I think Fancy Dan at that point, and he's like, "Hey, his arm he blows, blows up or something." Also, you keep going back and forth with these little jokes that, you know, hey, these guys are jobbers, jobbers. And then the jobbers, jobbers, I'll give you jobbers, jobbers. I'm no jobbers, jobbers. I'm like, I'm going to slap somebody. And then Gust all of a sudden does something, you know, does a gust, but y- you don't really know it until Scorpion says, thanks, Gust, And then
2: it just. I- and then, yeah, the Scorpion does something where he's talking to Montana, I guess. He says what Montana wants, dot, dot, dot. Montana gets And you get an exploding arm But it's so
1: far away you wouldn't even
2: put the two together almost
1: And you don't It's like there's. if this was a movie You you just took like Three minutes of the (laughs) It seems like there's cells missing In this animation here (laughs) I don't understand what's going on Pretty much it's just Miles begging Aaron, tell me what's going on He won't, we'll see And then starts to almost hint at Listen, just stop it I have a plan here. I'm doing something that might not be as nefarious as we think, but I, I barely make hide higher hair of it. So what would you give this?
2: Uh, um, Six, flat six on this one. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm up five.
1: Yeah, I knew you'd be a little lower. Yeah, it's it's just a mess. I I just don't know. And again, maybe people can tell us if you're reading the Miles book. We jumped in for Gangmore. We got to be missing something. it's a tie-in, right? And yeah. so you're supposed to get in. And while you can say that the onus is on us to read 11, 12 issues before, I actually think it's on Cody Ziegler to tell a story that we can understand because a lot of people would be jumping in and gauging these issues of whether or not they'll continue or go back. And right now, after the first issue, I had a little bit of an idea that I might now. I'm like, nope, I have no idea. And it's a mess. So he's going to have to win me over. with. There are two more issues, it looks like, for this.
0: Yeah, it's not so long. we Marvel
1: next. Oh, gang more a Gang more This was a Gang more'd like to, a <laughs> cluster. I don't even know what, but that's that. Me and you might be back later in the show. We have one other book that we might be doing. We'll have to figure that out. If not, if not, then not. But we'll be going off now. Exactly. Yeah, to continue. So <laughs> it's, it's a tough week. It's a tough week here uh, at Marvel. So we're gonna be go off to talk about two books. With my man, Zach, we're going to be talking Spider-Woman and Captain Marvel. And I'm here with my man, Zach. What up, Zach? What's up, Jim? What's up? And we have two books here, and boy, yeah. we'll guess which one's the worst. But we're going to start with Captain Marvel. It's Captain Marvel number three. And again, I'm going to read the recap just because of the things it says in it that drive me nuts. But first, it's written by Lisa Long with art by Riri Coleman and Jean Valdezuea uh Maybe a little bit of a fill-in deal here Which it, you even said before we started It's hard to even tell So that's decent enough The art is pretty consistent Colors by Brian Valenza And letters by V.C.'s Ariana Mayer Here is the recap Which makes me giggle Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel Is a new look That's the big play That That's what everybody's still I don't know why they're talking about it I said it's like the Sergeant Pepper's look But there it is Uh A new enemy the Omen, and a questionable new ally, Yuna Yang. Okay, now, this is where I'll stop just for a second, because, again, this is a Captain Marvel book, and this recap pretty much is like, hey, everybody, this is what the series is about, because we have a couple issues here. It's not just telling us what the last issue, it's giving us the broad, you know, the broad swipe of it. It's all Yuna Yang. A petty thief, Yuna, was attempting to steal the Negabands from Genesthal, which we we pointed out would have meant that Kind of had to kill him, and I don't think that that was really uh, a dot put together by Alyssa Long, son of the original Captain Marvel, when the Omen attacked. Desperate, Yuna slapped the negabands on her own wrist, somehow reactivating their bond to Captain Marvel, though these negabands have no connection to Carol whatsoever, which, again, continues the play that Alyssa Long has no idea what they're doing here. Now, mind-blank, Yuna and Carol swap places whenever they clang the bands together with one of them becoming stuck in the negative zone, even though they can kind of talk together and have a bit of astral projection, it even seems. It's just nonsense. Now, that is the main deal. And again, most of that about Yuna Yang, not about Carol. But it says, The Omen wants those bands enough to put Genis Val under a thrall and send him after the captain. What's more, the Omen's magic seems to have a corrupting influence, and it's spreading through the bands to Yuna which I don't think we got any of that. On the run, nope. Carol Una crash landed inside the only space unit figured might be spooky enough to hide them. The Sanctum Sanctorum. But the Sanctum is has defenses of its own, and Doctor Strange doesn't seem to be home. Uh we pointed it out we'll point it out again that Captain Marvel, Carol, could have just called Doctor Strange and said, Hey, I need your help. But she didn't. And they end up smashing into the Sanctum. And then you switch off where now Yuna is in the sanctum with her magic pipe wrench she got from the negative zone while Carol was just hanging out in the negative zone. And so when we start this off, you end up seeing a dragon is kind of, you know, going around through the halls trying to find who had broken in and ends up finding Yuna, though at one point Carol says, just hide, and then suddenly Yuna says, I am. But While this is going on, Carol is trying to figure out How can I get back to the regular world Because I have expelled all my energy That's why she got sent back to the negative zone And Yuna even says, oh my god, I think you used all your energy So then Carol flies around in the negative zone Sees a couple things, and it makes no sense None of this makes sense, and in that all it is is so that she can fly around and see this, what looks like just a bunch of crystals with a little bit of, you know, magic mist going around it, which will become important a little later, because as Yuna is running from this dragon, she is yelling, Oh my God, Captain Marl, I need you. I need you to switch. I need you to switch. And then what we find out is that because Carol says, just go find Steven, go find Doctor Strange And she's like, that's easier said than done Oh my god And then Why is, I don't understand She grabs a book off a shelf She opens it up and ends up having This crazy, like, plant monster Come out to attack the dragon That's attacking her With a puff of smoke The dragon is revealed to be Clea Doctor Strange is there And now they have to fight a plant hydra this stuff is it's not good It's no. not good at all While you end up having Dr. Strange And Clea say to you like Oh you thief I know you and know her name Because Dr. Strange ends up Saying oh well I keep track Of all these people that sell You know the black magic Stuff on the black market And your name always pops up Well, Why didn't you do something about it Dr. Strange He says <laughs> I, I want to know who might Steal from me so you know that's all he cares about. He's not there for the greater good, I guess. But in that, you then have Carol, who kind of powers up in the negative zone to then appear, change places with Yuna. So then you have, you know, Captain Marvel there with Clea and Doctor Strange to take out this Hydra plant monster. So while that's going on, you end up where. Carol's like suddenly it becomes this like argument that we haven't seen in this book because it's like, I'm going to destroy the book. Dr. Strange is yelling. No, 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 don't what this does though. This points out the fact that and the play of when Dr. Strange did teach Carol magic back in the Kelly Thompson, which then again shows you why she should have just called Dr. Strange in the first place. This is a lot of stuff going on. Because of nonsense It's like all filler Nothing to it, and this is kind of going to be the theme For our books this week It's filler central here Because they're fighting this Hydra Oh, they're fighting it, they're fighting it Carol keeps yelling, I'm going to destroy the book Dr. Strange says, you better not destroy the book Carol says, I'm going to destroy the book And then Stephen Strange says Yeah, destroy the book And that's that, they end up destroying the book And the Hydra plant monster Goes down and then they're going to have coffee. And I'll let you go from there. Again, this this is all filler up to this point. There was no reason. What Alyssa Wong did was set up almost a, an issue and a half of nonsense because Carol should have just called Doctor Strange. Also, just the whole Negaband stuff doesn't even make sense. So it's all just on top of each other. But you end up where Carol then with, with Doctor Strange and Clea, they're going to talk about. The bands and what they might Be able to do with them And how they work and again I don't think Alyssa Long understands how These things work and she's just Fudging it because she wanted Yuna In the book she wanted this Yuna Yang in the Book this was the way that She could get her in the book at least we See bats there but bats seems to be eating Snacks very odd but you Go from there because again they're trying to Discuss well what might stop and They do mention Omen as well but Then they kind of push that aside to just worry about the negabands and come up with a crazy solution that I, I don't even get. But you go. Uh,
3: no, I don't get it either. Like, They're talking about I was like, oh, uh, we see some kind of energy corruption in the negabands. Which, uh, did we ever hear anything about that earlier? Yes, we heard
1: about it. We in did? This I, I don't issues, remember it at all. No, it's in this issue's recap. We never saw it before. Okay, that was okay. just <laughs> thrown in. She threw yeah. it in in the recap. We never saw it.
3: The only thing I knew was just like, Oh well now we just can't you know, Yuna and uh, Captain Marvel can't be in the same place. One of them's gotta be in the negative zone, one and of them's that's gotta the be in the megabands.
1: That's normal. That's just standard normal.
3: Yeah, but that's all we had been told. And now it's like, Oh no, there's some dark force influence in there and it's just like, Oh well we can remove some of it. Not all of it, but some of it And then it's like there, now y'all should be more powerful and it's just like but it don't don't it's just like I feel a little healthier. That's what Carol says. She's like, I feel a little Healthier.
1: What it is is because again, Alyssa Wong has no idea what these negabands are, and she's now gonna fudge rules even more because the idea that Carol, oh my god, I expended energy, and then I got to... now now you're kind of taking that away. He says, you can do a little more now. You can expend more energy. And yeah, Carol says, I feel healthier. When when didn't you feel like we've never seen any all this is just thrown at you? And again, from Reading a lot of Alyssa Wong's stuff from Spirit World at DC to Afra here at uh, Marvel, this is what happens. You just end up, you you get things thrown at you, and then you got to kind of work backwards to get to the idea of what it actually means and what they're trying to do. It doesn't make sense, and you're just adding things instead of progressing a story from what was set up. It's really bad. But you go, go on again because it's just nonsense. And then, I yeah. love the idea of that like like, man, what we need to do is get into that negative zone and find these artifacts. Well, while that's happening, too, just as an aside, Carol just clangs the Negapads again so that Yuda can come in and have some of this conversation for no reason. For no yeah. reason at all. Just to add her in. But you go because, yeah, now we're going to have a heist.
3: Yeah. So Dr. Strange is like, I've heard of an artifact that may help you. It's kept in a fortress made of nightstone surrounded by a ring of matter-corrosive fluid, but it disappeared the world a long time ago. And he's like, I could do some scrying try and find it. And um, Camar was like, oh, no, no, I've seen it. It's in the negative zone. Like, what? How convenient is that?
1: It's so convenient that it's the one place or one thing that Carol saw. When Carol went off to... Oh, my God, i got to figure out how to get my energy find back. i to more or whatever. energy to
3: power myself up to get out of here. That was the one place she stopped.
1: <laughs> the one place she stopped. She's like, ooh, what's this? And just if you say to me, hey, hey Jim, Jimmy boy, there's a place that we need this artifact, and it's got a bunch of stones surrounded by this. I wouldn't even know what you're saying. But again, it's the How only thing. How many places exist on. like that in the world? Yeah, and then Carol then jumps to conclusions because that's what Alyssa Wong wants her to do and says, oh, I get it. Now we're, we're making up things in the negative zone. I get it. In the negative zone right now, it's all these different planets and places that have been displaced and they're there and we're going to have to do this. And all it is is all just nonsense. It's just nonsense. And she says, oh, my God. I saw that place, which to me just looked like a pile of rocks surrounded by a fog. Ah, oh, I wonder how we're going to break into that. Break into it, you say? That's where Yuna's like, I'm, I'm what you call a thief. I think I can do this. This will be great. I'm
3: on Doctor Strange's list.
1: A-, a story, once again, pushing more towards Yuna than to Carol. And they're going to come up with this plan of, hey, we're going to go in. It's like Ocean's Half. It's not even Oceans 1. Uh, we'll, we'll do this. I'm really good at it. I'm going to sneak inside. Carol's going to... I love the idea, too, is that for this point, Carol's going to go scope the joint. She's going to end up where Carol can go and, and scout it out. She can look at how many floors there are. She can see the front door, but then get back to me, and then I'll break in and get this thing. I'm like, that, that doesn't sound no, like fun. No. And in fact, we're going to get that in the next issue. Me I mean, you talk about this week which is Spider Woman, but you end up where, okay, I'm going to break into this magical fortress in another dimension. Sure, why not? And ends up then with Leonor getting a text. I hope you're okay. Leonor was the girl that they ended up kind of, you know, liking each other. And then you had the big thing. I love the idea of Janice Val showing up with a, a hole in his chest. No hands at that point. Just cut. And everything getting destroyed just is the hey, I wanted to see if you're okay from that Vell thing. I'm like, why would you even know? Why would Leonor? Oh, why like? There's know who a tip. Is? There's a tip, you know, the idea. But the, I don't know that I'd describe it as that Vell thing. I'd be like, are you okay from that crap hole of a destruction that we were involved and almost died? No, it's a Vell thing. So in that then, we end with seeing that, oh, Leonor, Leonor's bad. Leonor's one of the big bads, so and, and there's Genesis with the hole in his chest, but at least he has his hands. But yeah, this whole thing with Omen and the undone and this but how does this connect to anything? Why is it going through? Because Leonor obviously is a connection through Yuna, and you end up having the big bads worried more about Yuna than Captain Marvel. That's I, I don't get it. I don't get it, and I <laughs> don't think one thing I don't think anybody's getting this book. I, I don't think it's selling. It can't. It is bad. I said, even last time when I was talking about the the Unabombers, remember I said that was going to be oh, the man. name of the fan group. But again, when you call this, hey, Carol Cord, what do you think? I'm like, I think this I, isn't I much of read a it. Carol I book, right? It's not much of a Carol book. And it's all Una. It's all nonsense, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it'll get better. Maybe it's just a wonky first. I don't know. It's just not good. It focuses on weird stuff, Yuna, and then it's just wasting time. I mean, you're only on the third issue, and we have a time-filling, wasted issue of let's fight. I mean, at one point, you're just fighting a dragon, running away from it. It just is clear. Why? Why are you doing this? But what would you give it?
3: Oh, you know, I think I'm going to go maybe 4 out of 10. Yeah,
1: I think I'm a 3.5, and I do like the art. It's good enough, but it's just nothing I care about. When I get done, I just scratch my head because, again, my biggest problem is lack of setup. There's not much setup. Things are thrown at you, and then, like I said, you have to then deal with them after they got thrown at you instead of setting it up and then, okay, that makes sense. Okay, the next, it doesn't have that everything is a jarring change how many times reading this issue did you think to yourself wait a minute we we didn't talk about that before because it happens every issue every yeah every issue how is this two or three how, times uh, just this how issue? can you do that when you're reading an issue like wait a minute we never thought of that we never set that up we never had that so it's it's nonsense it's nonsense so yeah we're not real big on it but we'll move on to the next the next book <laughs> and this is a gang war tie It says It is yeah, I mean, it's a, It is Spider-Woman number two And it's written by Steve Fox With art by Corella Borelli Arif Priano on colors And VCs Joe Sabino On letters I'm, I don't even have to read any sort of setup in this But again, no. you, you're going to get thrown into this book And you, you ended up saying In the first review that we had You're not real familiar With no. Spider-Woman But You know, we're we're in here, we're already in this second issue, but really you don't have to know much. I told you one of the things was whenever you end up having Jessica show up, you're just gonna you're gonna have Hydra. No matter if Hydra's a thing anymore, no matter if they're around, they will show up and they do. You also have that play with Diamondback, but when you get into this issue, you have a lot of Spider Woman standing around. You have a lot of standing around doing nothing and searching for things to then finally, by the end, get to them to then see you have to go to the next issue. This is a weird paced issue. It doesn't really have much to do with gang war except for Diamondback looking out his new penthouse apartment that he stole from a guy who threw out a window. And he's like, I like the view. I want to watch what's going on. With the gang war, oh my The gang war is doing so great for me And then you just throw things in there So that we remember from the first issue Hey, Green Mamba I'm Like, oh, <laughs> there, there's Green Mamba Green Mamba doesn't do much in here You also mentioned the idea of that diamond formula That you have given the inner demons uh, So that they, you know I, I don't, So that they could take a punch I mean, yeah. in this, the one guy's Just getting choked out Like, the three Inner demons, we see two of them are in big trouble The other guy's got that <laughs> guy in a sleeper hole He's like Hulk Hogan uh, But they're watching out and the Diamondback's like Hey, Narelle, how are things going out there? They're going pretty good Well, in the meantime, you end up having Jessica Have this drug that Diamondback was, you know Manufacturing, was doing stuff with Again, not really well set up But you end up having this This is the connection to get where we have to get where. She goes to Nightshade, who's now actually just Tilda. She ends up discussing the idea, and it's something that was in the Marvel Voices Pride issue. I did not read, but she has passed on the Nightshade moniker uh, to her niece, Logan, there, who is a sad sack and likes to bitch and moan. And then they're like, oh, my God, we figured out what this chemical formula might be. But we take a, a bunch of pages just to, like, Oh, why would you come to me? Oh, well, well, you know, Misty Knight said to come to you. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we'll look into this. Well, let's see. And then just ends up saying, "Okay, I found this, and it's part of this corporate." You don't really get like some of these things take three pages; could take a half,
3: right? I mean, all you're yeah. doing
1: is saying you have to get to this typh- typhoon.
3: It's not typhoon. It's typhoon. Yeah, I want to say
1: typhoon. Typhoon I know, I did group. Too. Yeah, we get, you got to get to this Typhon group uh, I think that they're the ones who have this So what that means to Jessica's I got to see if Diamondback's stealing stuff from this Typhon group Or if they're all in cahoots That's it And she goes and she's going to mention Oh man, I was in S.H.I.E.L.D. So I have this crazy universal ID card Pretty convenient She swipes yeah. it to get in She's disguised And you get this weird play in here where I don't know why it had to be pushed. The idea, well, you know, a blonde white woman can end up mingling for so long, but then they might find out and ask, who's that new hire? So I better run into the bathroom and and pretty much stay in the ceiling for hours. That's that's what happens. And I'm like, "Uh, okay. Like, again, though, that takes three pages. Why do you need three pages for her to swipe a card, and then hide in the bathroom and go in the ceiling with this, all the, you know, narration and all of this stuff going on really doesn't give you any sort of story. It's just the idea of, hey, I can sneak into places and I can disguise myself and I can change my look on the fly. And now I'm in the ceiling. And she. I <laughs> love when she goes up because I thought she was just going to go up in the ceiling and come right down. But it says hours later. Like, I'm surprised she just doesn't sit on the the toilet with her legs up. Like, that's all it is. Like, she's hiding. I I, I mean, she comes out. That poor janitor, he almost got his. He was leaving. She comes out fully dressed as Spider-Woman, which, again, do you need to do that? I guess you want to in the book. But she ends up also when there's surveillance cameras. Oh, thank God I have that personal surveillance jammer. Boom. Nothing there. So she moves by those. In the meantime, we see that Diamondback is in cahoots. He's there and he's meeting up with Hydra, including, you know, Madam Hydra shows up, Viper, and says, Hey, what up, bitches? What's going on? Hey, you know, we got to get these drugs out there. You really get nothing from them either because we kind of pull away them to watch Jessica just infiltrate up to where they are. That's it. That's the whole thing. But you go from here because she ends up in the, in the elevator shaft, and then she's in yeah. vent, right? I mean, what's going on in this?
3: Yeah, so she goes into the elevator shaft, and she's like, I can't search 60 floors, but you know what? I need to uh, go and see where people don't usually go. And so she's going up the elevator shaft, and apparently she says something about, like, huh, I looked at the blueprints for this thing, and this doesn't seem to be on the blueprint, so... Let me see what it is. And while she's doing that, she even trips an alarm. Which how did she not see that green laser climbing it's a green up? Laser. She climbs up over it. Like this isn't just like she's walking. Like no, she is looking up, climbing. There's a laser, and she just climbs right through it. She's
1: climbing up just a, a wall, and there's yeah. just this random laser that she had to like. The idea that her foot hits it is bizarre because her hand, her yeah, head, she would have already body, hit. It.
3: Yeah, she was looking right at it <laughs>
1: Because then she's like, I think I'll get out of this vent Here, I'm going to try Oh no, Hydra agents, that's all it is yeah. All it's there for is So that dying, she has Triller. to fight Hydra You know, these Hydra guys Who say dying- And she's like, hey, I'm going to beat the crap out of you And then we just get page after page Of just nonsense fights Again, just set up because she hit a random Crazy, you know Laser <laughs> And yeah. so while that's going on you end up having Diamondback, Viper, and the rest of these, the guys from Typhoon, like, oh, no, we're getting out of here. And they do. Yep. They, they, they get out. And you end up where then Jessica sees them. They all jump into this. I love it, it's just them. Jump into a helicopter. They're going to fly away. She's like, not on my watch. And she jumps through, smashes through a window, grabs onto to the the uh the feet there of the helicopter and starts yelling, What are Hydra doing with drugs in New York? And they're like, Ah, get out of here. What did you and then starts yelling, What did you do with my son? And they're like, hey, you're never gonna see your baby boy again and then kick her and now she's falling a million feet down and I don't know what happened. <laughs> I mean, I know what happened. Nothing. Yeah. She ended up, I mean, legitimately, we could have just come on here and said, Listen, this is what happened. Spider Woman ends up breaking into this rando drug manufacturing group that's connected to Diamondback, and Madame Hydra fights a couple of people, sits in the ceiling, trips a laser, and then ends up falling off a helicopter. There's not much going on. Hardly no. anything gang war. Hardly anything of anything. So with that, it's very disappointing. The art's pretty good, though. yeah. But there's just nothing to this book. And Steve Fox has no story to tell and is taking a long time doing it like he's re- really taking his time doing nothing doing nothing at all but what would you give this
3: i think i'm just going to give this a plain 5 just cuz i mean it's not you don't really get anything. I mean, it's not sucky either, and I did not have to stop and be like, "Wait, when did this get added?" So that that's a plus.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm giving it a three. It's bad. I like the <laughs> art, but nothing happens. I mean, I you, yeah. there. This is an issue. If somebody said, "Oh, I I don't have time to read this one. What do I have to know?" Uh, Jessica at the end fell off a helicopter. That's it. I mean, she did nothing Titan else. Group. She never got anywhere with it. She hid in the ceiling worked your way up, and then fought some Hydra agents and then fell off a helicopter, and you didn't get any further in any sort of way. Nothing at all. Three out of ten. (laughs) Nonsense. These books are not good. These books stunk, but hey, that's what happens. And again, I said, the gang war, you're already seeing that there's no need for a lot of these books to tie in. There's not much of a story in the main gang war anyway, and then you don't have much diamond back. I mean, Diamondback looks out a window, says it's going well. They mention a couple of the other, you know, gangsters. And then off he goes to talk about drugs with Hydra and Typhon Group. But that's that. There you go. We didn't have much of a a good set of books this week, but we got through them fairly quickly and painlessly. So
3: are you sure about painlessly,
1: Jim? Well, not really. They'll stick with me now, but we'll see. (laughs) Maybe things will get even better, but I'm going to be going off right about now. And I'm here to finish things up with my man, Gray. What up, Gray? Hey, what up, Jim? Uh, Merry Christmas to you. I hope you're having a great festive season. Oh, just lovely. We don't really have much of a Christmas season here at our house. The Warner House avoids the holidays uh, like the plague is what happens. We always have. Christmas is not a big thing at our house, and it's only because my wife has issues with it. And so that means all of us have issues with it. But here we are. You are... Uh, throwing pictures at me of sushi To get me upset uh, To get us excited for The first book, The Deadly Hands Of Kung Fu, number one uh, It's it's a Gang war tie obviously And it is Shang-Chi And you said that you enjoy Shang-Chi So you asked to do this with me Yes And it's okay. It it's weird because it's one of those books that feels like it didn't need to happen. You didn't need Shang Chi no, to show didn't. up with the you know, his whole five weapon society. But once you get into it, it may feel a little generic if you're a Shang Chi fan, but it's not bad. And that's all I want now. That's what I want from Gangmore is just not to be upset. And and pissed off about it, and I wasn't at the end of this, so I'll do give you it props.
4: Just from the cover, from the cover alone, you can tell it wasn't needed, because what did they do on the cover? They put Spider-Man on there, don't they? With Shang-Chi.
1: Really, I thought it was Spider-Man with Bruce Lee, it looks like. I mean, that <laughs> looks straight out of a... a
4: it's like the old-style Shang-Chi from the 70s
1: Yeah, it is book. the old-style. You know, kind like of Bruce a crazy Lee. deal, yeah, because he was inspired. So you end up where... You have Spider-Man on the cover that really Shows you like you said that They're really like hey you should read this Because Spider-Man he does show up Yes but again if you read The more recent Gene Luen Yang Shang-Chi stuff You'll get the play here what it is Is that Shang-Chi has taken over the five Weapons society and He doesn't want to be bad now The heroes don't quite know If he's good or bad that continues mm-hmm. In this and his family and Associates the Five Weapons Society itself, they're pissed off because they want him to be dead. They want to do what they do. It's like, hey, let the Five Weapons Society do what the Five Weapons Society does. But Shang-Chi has tried to turn it into kind of a force for good. It hasn't quite gotten there yet, even after the Jin Wang Yang stuff. But we don't have enough time in this to really delve into that. So we're going to go Kind of generic is I enjoyed it? that a shame of young
4: stuff as well, Jim. That was fun, wasn't it? You were talking about it just before we start recording. That was a good book My favorite fun book. part
1: were the, the family members, especially Sister Dagger. And if people yes. had listened to us play, you know, when we ended up reviewing those on the podcast back in the day when those came out, I say back in the day, it was a couple of years ago, but Sister Dagger, Brother Step, like all of those were great, but Sister Dagger was my favorite. And in this Greg Park, one little line just broke my heart. Oh my family and they're off on their own doing their things. I was like, oh man, oh, I no. can't I hope they show up. I really yeah. do, but I don't think they will. But it's written by Greg Pockart, by Giseo I- Mahado, Jim Campbell on Colors and BC's Travis Lanham on Letters. And again, what does Shang Chi have to do with gang war? He's kinda just there, he's in Chinatown and he is gonna try to protect, you know, their their neighborhood. They're not getting. Shang Chi's not about to go out and try to expand any sort of territory. That's where you're going to get some of the conflict here. But we yeah. start off when Shang Chi shows up. A flashback with his father slapping him in the face is not soon to follow because you know you end up where all of a sudden we're back. And you said to me, and it made me laugh. Now when I look, uh yeah, Shang Chi as a kid looks like a ninety-year-old man.
4: He's there. It's such a weird art, isn't it? He's like the old uncle or something.
0: Yeah. And
1: that's what it looks like. And he's playing like a war game. He has mm. all these figures on a map. And it's, it's such a weird scene. His father, Zhang Zhao, is like, hey, hey, Shengqi, I see you're doing your little plans here. Like you're playing war on that tabletop game like a nerd. Uh, what's your plan here? What do you think <laughs> you're going to do? Well, you see, Daddy. I'm going to have these troops go over here to cause disorder. And then I'm going to sneak around here. And it seems pretty cool, right? As dad slaps him right in the face. Why did you tell me your plans? I'm like, that's a crazy little thing. Because what this does in my mind, if this was real, <laughs> it's not the idea of deception. You end up, this is really played out through this whole issue, right? The idea of deceiving yeah. your enemy. But what this does is say, I'm never talking to you, dad. Like the next time you ask me a question, oh what are you doing for the day? I'm just walking away. I don't want to get slapped. So much for trusting your dad. I know like Thanks, Dad, for that. And, and that's that's the best is he's like trying to teach him lessons. And yeah. Obviously, Daddy, if if my enemy's general came up to me while I was planning and said, Ooh, what what are you doing over there? I, I wouldn't tell him you're my father. I know that it's just that Zengzu, Zhu, but still the idea, it doesn't really work for me. It's just so you can see basically, Zeng Zhu, he's an asshole. That's all you're he's
4: showing. He's putting his son to the school of hard knocks, Jim, isn't
1: he? He's graduating from the school. <laughs> you're from Manchester. You've definitely been there. So we end up where this whole play of deception and does uh, Shang-Chi you know what's going on? Is he playing it right? At one point, he does end up Saying, you know, I put myself for my soldiers Then Mm. end up where That's your big thing, you're doing some Sun Tzu Hey, you you can't be overconfident You can't be too careful You can't like your soldiers too much But that's what Shang-Chi's all about And then his dad Which I thought it was going to be him His dad wants to, like, take the toys and go away But instead sets them on fire And then walks away I'm like, what a jerk That's all it is It's supposed to show you that his dad, Zheng Zhu, if you didn't know He's a real jerk And Shang-Chi isn't He's nothing like his dad That's going to keep being brought up Where you have the Five Weapons Society Want him to be like his dad But he'll never do that And then in the middle is kind of Master Ling It kind of gets caught in the middle of Master Ling Where he's trying mm. to advise Shang-Chi, he's trying to talk to him And you have this play where Alright, this gang war is going on You have Captain Fang of the Five Weapons Society Kind of the right hand military guy For Shang-Chi at this point says Hey we should take advantage of this We should go and you know expand Now I'm like what What do you mean expand You're there in New York City And you're protecting Chinatown Like what do you want to own the Bronx and things It doesn't make sense for Shang-Chi You know it's not going to happen but no. It has to be brought out because again There's the conflict with Captain Thing We're, we're going to go take it to the streets let's go Shang-Chi says no no We're just going to protect what's ours. Chinatown's fine right now. And then, boom, a missile launcher gets launched. There's a big explosion. And it's Lady Yulan, the vampire lady with her vampire crew. They show up, and it's there just to have some fights. And the art is very inconsistent in this. It's a shame. Jim, can I ask you
4: here, what did you think of the modern version of Shang-Chi's arms? What is going on with his arms? They're absolutely huge. They're almost like Hulk.
1: Hulk Yeah, he is. He is. I I actually thought you meant the five rings. I can't see how he can get those rings on. No, there's no chance. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I just went to my son's wedding a couple weeks ago. Oh, And I ended up where, yeah, uh, congratulations to him, maybe. Uh, I ended up where I end up, okay, well, i got to get my suit out. Oh, God. It was like I was Shang-Chi, except it wasn't muscle. That <laughs> kept those pants <laughs> from going Trying on. Those pants, yeah, I was like, having oh. issues. I was like, holy moly, i got to get so on the your, treadmill. This time of the
4: year as well. No,
1: So you end up where he, Shang-Chi, it's a big attack. You get some popping colors. You're going to get the rings. But even then, like, the flames don't look good. Right. Like, nothing's really detailed. It comes off as kind of a cartoony mm. style, but I, I don't think that it works out that I don't well. know the artists, and, I don't know about you, but I don't think they really get... When you have the Shang-Chi stuff, it's kind of... Look, but when Spider-Man, he looks okay. He
4: looks decent,
1: yeah. Yeah, he, he looks does. pretty cool. I think it fits that style a little more. I like when Spidey shows up and the Five Rings are going after him and he has the Spidey sets going. I think you can see that. But you end up where he shows up. Shang-Chi, what's happening? I thought you were a hero. Well, he's getting attacked by vampires, so that's kind of all bets are off a bit. But he's, he's kind of busy at the yeah. His people in his neighborhood. But I like when when Spidey gets hit by one of the rings and he's right about in the to get back. killed. Ooh. I mean, this would be the craziest thing. This issue would go through the roof if Captain Fang ended up running a sword. He's and gonna, like, yeah, and he's going to decapitate him. Do. Yeah, and that's what he's going to do. And Shang Chi stops him. And you know right there There is the problem of the issue There is the issue of the issue Is that when you have One of your guys go to kill Spider-Man I think he's a little over the top But yes. again there's not enough Room to really delve into it So I don't mind Yang kind of gets to the deal Where you end up Shang-Chi promises Spidey listen We're all good here The Five Weapons Society I'm running is good I promise you That will be fun. You know, you have my... He just saved Spidey's life, and Spidey doesn't even really realize it, does
4: he? He saved his life there.
1: I like at one point he shows up and he gets the Spidey sense because of the the rings, but he's about to be decapitated. Nothing. I mean, that's when you need the Spidey sense to really kick in, right? Not when (laughs) your buddy is throwing rings around that you just happen to get between. But you have this play and, hey, we're just going to protect Chinatown. We're fine. So in that, then he says to Captain Fang after Spidey, you know, this whole talk says, listen, I trust you. I'm I'm with you all this and, and we'll be fine. I promise he keeps promising everybody all this stuff. So, you know, as this is going on, they're kind of checking out Chinatown. You even have where Captain Fang, when he's going through, people are hugging him it. and it, it seems nice. But this guy, mm, does. like most of the five weapon they they want blood they want to expand they want to do their thing because it was pretty bad organization until now so they're there and they're walking through the park and then boom they get attacked by Mr Negative again these things aren't really you know I, I'd like to say vital they feel very random to me jim how about you yeah you just get some character but that's here's the thing most of these other issues that are trying to do more trying to feel important they're doing the same thing So are when they, you have okay. this I'm like Alright it's just Shang-Chi's getting attacked by people And he'll fight but he gets hit By by the dark force Energy cannon And Mr. Negative says This is going to change you This is going to bring out who you really are And it's mm. so quick Again the the space is not there Because all of a sudden Shang-Chi thinks of what, what like, Oh my god I'm turning into the bad guy I'm going to now take a that would be more interesting. Especially if they played it out, but they don't, do they, as you say?
4: They they rush no, it. It's like, it's not he out he shakes
1: all. it off. Yeah, and, and really and quick. falling down. I'm like, the, the interesting thing to me would be, and there's a weird play by the end, just keep in mind. I think the interesting thing with him going dark to kinda of get involved in this gang war that doesn't happen, maybe it will, but it doesn't seem. It seems he shakes it off. And then he just falls down. He destroys this cannon. Mr. Negative, look at them run away like chumps. But then he, he goes <laughs> down, right? And then you end up having Captain Fang come up. And it is pretty much Princess Bride now. It's it's Wesley. It's kind of the opposite, where in Princess Bride, Wesley pretended that he could get up out of bed. In this, Shang-Chi's pretending he can't, but he is pretending he's deceiving. And that's the big thing. Captain I've Fang. I've taken too much damage. Yeah. yeah I can't so wield he's the ring there. He has yeah. the rings in a well, it gets sealed in a case. Master Ling is there with him, and he's playing that idea of I can't move. I trust you, Captain Fang, to make sure everything goes smooth, mm. protect Chinatown. But again, the whole play on shang Chi's part is deception. But Captain Fang is big on take advantage of the situation, which he does. You end up Master Ling goes out, sorceress encase him in a frozen field. That then disappears Because they also have the rings Kind of sealed as well But when Shang-Chi is laying there Captain Feng comes in thinks he can just kill him And that's where the deceptions revealed. Shang-Chi gets up and starts feeding the crap out of Feng Says I trusted you But then Feng, you lied to me The deceptions, the way of the, the day Here Feng But when he goes out, Ling's out of the day de- I was like, how did Ling get out of that deal But when you go out there the rings, I love when Shang-Chi's, like, hugging that cube of rings. It's the funniest thing ever. He's like, oh, please, but they can't get it. They're sealed. So here's where it ends, where the play is, how is Shang-Chi going to fight back? How is he going to protect the deal? And they say, oh, the the heroes are going to come for you as well. I, I don't think so. Spider-Man left. It was fine. They didn't do anything since. But you end up where he's going to fight with his fists. So the big play is, all right, is just going to be, you know, the fists. He's now the Deadly Hands of Kung Fu again. He's just going to fight people with his massive arms. Those
4: huge, yeah, ridiculously huge arms.
1: <laughs> people coming in here, and again, I think that the play would be, I mean, look at the people. Who in this whole gang war is going to be able to do anything to Shang-Chi when he has the rings? Yeah, Nobody. Exactly. I mean, he just destroys so. them, right? So you have to get rid of them. But, does that make it not as interesting? Maybe it makes it more interesting, actually, yeah. to just have him fight. But the other idea of that darker Shang-Chi would go, again, I think that if it was full out, Shang-Chi dark from that canon, he'd probably rip through, you know, people like Frost Pharaoh or the Bumbler or Big Ben. I mean, th- these people don't stand a chance. So now it's just Shang-Chi, no rings. Maybe you get some cool fights. That's about the best. Imagine the dark Shang Chi
4: got control of the rings here, and then he we went from there. You know, trying to like, defeat him. That that would be awesome.
0: That would
1: be pretty cool. But, yeah, uh, but here's the thing: I think that in anybody's bingo card, who wins the and is there going to be a winner of the game war? Don't we all lose in the gang war Because I feel like I am Especially me or you yeah. <laughs> We lose <laughs> Chi. Nobody's going to think Oh, Shang-Chi is controlling New York City But when I say that out loud I think that might be pretty cool I'd rather have that than a lot of other things But at the end, he's going to fight with his hands Not his rings But uh, what would you give us?
4: Well, um I say I'm not that sure about the art, but the story was okay. Even though it was very rushed, it didn't have time to develop. And uh, Jim, I thought this was a one shot. I was so surprised at the end when it says, you know, could, to be continued. I was like, oh, okay, really? Yeah, so there's I'm three.
1: So that okay. Let's see. Six point five out of ten. 6.5. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be actually a little more positive. <laughs> like, I have not liked this week of comics so far, but I'm gonna give it a seven. Uh, just because. Yeah, it's kind of generic. But you get Shang-Chi and then at the end he's ready to, you know, kick some butt with his hands I was always told hands are for helping, not for hurting As <laughs> I grew up, but that's not the case with Shang-Chi And I, I like seeing Shang-Chi And you actually asked to do this because you like yeah. Shang-Chi I'm So big that's fan. pretty cool So and I'm yeah. going to go 7, you went 6-5
4: no shade on um, Greg Pat, No shade on him because I do like his, his writing. But maybe if um, Gene when Yang had done this, I don't know. It might you know I might
1: have enjoyed it more. It might have been more fun. I don't know. I kind of wanted him to be doing it. I, I liked yeah. his Shang Chi, but maybe he's just done with it because they yeah, kept sure. restarting. They kept renaming. They were trying to get the feel of the the movie at one point. That's right. And it kind of threw his story off. But we're gonna end the podcast with you know a book that we have been I guess up and down. We've liked it. Man, that's second issue, though. We really, really did like what we're going to really end. really like that one. Yeah, it was a cracker. We're going to end the podcast and end the series. Predator vs. Wolverine, number four, written by Benjamin Percy, art by Ken Lashley, present-day art, K. Azama on the Moramasa era, and Gavin Gidry on the Westchester era, colors Juan Fernandez, Alex Gomieres, Matthew Wilson, in that order as well, and then letters by VCs Corey Petit. And we, you know, You're doing well with those names You've ever got to say yeah, I'm I am impressed I'm Try trying to trying, keep yes. Three <laughs> artists, yeah Three different artists <laughs> on this book And it works out good I, Me and you, when we did the last issue I was really like Why are we going back to the feudal Japan deal And the right? Maramasa yeah. stuff Because that seemed out of nowhere I had no idea in this That we'd also go to the Westchester era But it actually works out it actually works out pretty well It's it's not as fun as that second issue That second issue was the best That was so fun You got the feel of the original Predator movie With the whole Team X And the you whole did, team exactly. deal. yeah, In this we're going to show That the Predator keeps coming back And pretty much that whole fight What Wolverine has learned What the Predators learned They end up even having the idea of them Having some respect for each other but really, the Predator, what he learns is to go after Wolverine where it hurts, to try to get to where he can, something that Wolverine loves, and it ends up being his fellow mutants, the kids. Yeah, at the taxi's his
4: friends. Yeah, yeah,
1: at the, what's it called, the mansion, because that's where you get that. But even when you have it in Japan, Morimasa, it's kind of a weird play, because the Predator's there. This, I think, that Ben Percy really wants to show you at this point That the Predator is there only to fight Wolverine That's it He comes back to Earth to fight the Wolverine If things get in the way He will fail because he just wants Wolverine That is the main
4: theme of this book You're right, this issue, sorry
1: Yeah, and it's kind of a funny play Where Morabasa, he's like I'm not getting involved He's just standing there watching This is your fight Jim,
4: I really enjoyed the Muramasa section in this book, which more than, well, we only got a brief look, didn't we, last issue, but I got really into this. I liked it. It's like Wolverine versus the Predator, one-on-one, with Muramasa giving like advice in the background.
1: It's like a sensei. just just there giving advice. Yeah, exactly. Like almost like they're sparring. And I like that play where Muramasa keeps saying, and he said it in the little bit last issue, hey, uh, you know, you don't want to pop the claws because that lessens things. And you know we're doing sword stuff, so fight without the clothes. If you pop the close, it's not a real worthy victory. Even before Predator comes, I like at the one point Wolverine's like, "Screw this!" Like he's had enough. He ends yeah. up he's fighting, he's slashing, he's getting hit, and that's the one play in this too is that it keeps going back and forth, you know. And and I don't think in my mind I ever thought that Wolverine would would completely die. It's tough to kill him anyway. But I wondered, you know, how much damage he would take from Predator. And he does take some damage. It starts where you see, though, that Wolverine, he's getting a little better himself, especially with this training. But he pops the claws, and he's about to, you know, go ham on the Predator, and the Predator cloaks and runs away. And it's weird, like, the idea of... At first, I thought, because Morimasa keeps saying, don't pop the claws, because it's not... I thought that that was Predator saying... Oh no no no! That's not fair. I'm out of here. But it's not. It's the hand attacks.
4: Yeah, it's weird. It was pretty cool. It was a cool play
1: that I didn't expect that. I didn't know they were coming. The hand. I don't know why, but I kind of wanted the predator to stay and fight with like Wolverine with against predator, the predator and Moramasa. So cool. Almost like these jerks ended up ruining our fun time. Like we were here fighting they, and then you have this crazy team up. And then maybe at the end, when they kill all the the hand, the Predator then looks at Wolverine and shakes his head and leaves then. Like the idea of like, okay, I'm out of here. And then maybe Wolverine thinks at that point, Maybe that's it. Maybe we're friends. That would be though. a much
4: better way to go. And that I think that makes more sense, doesn't it, than him running running away. Yeah, Definitely. And
1: it would be like predators like, okay, we, we were just on the same team. I gotta get my head straight. I'm gonna have yeah. to space. I'll be back. Maybe show a
4: bit of respect for Wolverine, like, okay, you know, we fought well, you fought well. Today okay.
1: we're you know, at this point we're teammates, but that ends now. Like you said, maybe even bow to him and, and head off. But the other thing that I miss. With this Predator that Ben Percy's doing Something that we had in Say a Predator versus Batman Back in, that is back in the day Wow, that's going back, yeah Was when, I like when Predator learns Sayings and sentences Like he watches TV and hears Like a commercial and he keeps repeating it That was a big thing in that Batman deal And I wish you had this Because I actually just, for some reason By the end of this, wanted Predator To just say Wolverine even right before they got, like almost again, like that respect that he learned. It would state. be
4: cool. Wolverine or, or like At Logan. At one point he just
1: keeps saying yeah. Ska.
4: That's all he says. He's like scar I thought he was saying like, oh, screw it. And yeah, away.
1: really. That's what I thought. <laughs> so we then go to Westchester and it's, it's very quick to get to what we're doing. And it's cool because when you have that laser sight of the three, you, it's such a cool thing. It
4: is. Three beads
1: on Charles's head. Yeah. So when you see it, it's like, Wolverine knows exactly what's going on And he ends up Where Charles ends up getting Tackled, then blown up Because missiles just come in He saved his life, didn't he? Yeah, He saves Charles's life, big time He saved his life, he ruined his wheelchair But you end up oh, where no. Colossus Comes out, grabs, he grabs Xavier, and then you have Hey, the missiles hit the top floor, that's where the kids are That's showing you, that is The weakness that the Predator has figured out That he is, and he could only get this from he's been watching him. There's no way that he goes from feudal Japan to just show up willy-nilly here out of nowhere in Westchester and just know that Wolverine's weakness is these kids. He hasn't been watching things. So they come in, they're going to fight. But in the meantime, you have cool things. Nightcrawler wants to help. You have Moonstar. Like all these characters want to get involved, but Wolverine, who is still on fire, by the way, is yelling at them, no, you, you guys got to stay out of this. This is my fight. Keep and it's- away
4: from me. I like i like the Nightcrawler scene where he's like, you know, you don't have to go this alone. He really is trying to help, and it would have been cool if they teamed up. What would you reckon? Yeah,
1: it would have been cool. And what I like about it is Ben Percy writes it in a cool way where you don't quite know if Wolverine's saying, keep away because this is my fight alone or keep away because you will die. And I like that. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, a combo, yeah. right? And so, because I think that Kurt, he, 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 and he does, he, they actually do end up having, and it's one of those things, again, almost like don't pop the claws that Moramasa said. There's points where, you know, what is honorable in a fight or what is what you have to do and what you have to rely on? Because as the Predator uses tech and all these things that Wolverine even talks about. Wolverine once he ends up using His friends and while they end up The kids start helping It does turn the tide It does help out and you even have a part Where Danny Kind of makes herself look like Wolverine so that Wolverine, that's a crazy move.
4: That was a great play. I missed that, Jim. I didn't realize it had happened. I was like, oh, wow. Okay.
1: And cool. that is so crazy. That is a, you could die there. Like if Wolverine says stay away, he just doesn't want Colossus to go and start fighting. But this is crazy to you disguise yourself as Wolverine to get captured by, you know, the predators. This killing machine. Holy yeah. moly. And it ends up, though, it does end up helping. And again, when all the friends and all of the kids come together, to try to take down the predator, and they are doing a good job. Kitty's in there; she's hitting ankles. She faces up and punches his ankles. He goes, he gets the hell out of there. At that point, he's like, "Screw this! Like, I am leaving. I'm not fighting all these mutants."
4: Jim also, I really like the moment where the the predator's got A rogue. You know, he's got it. He's got it by the hair, and she's like, "I can take off my gloves and just touch him." And he's like, "No, no, don't do it. He's he's worried for it, isn't he? He's afraid for her."
1: Oh, yeah, and that's where, hey, just capture me, but it's actually Danny. There's some really cool places. Yeah, I completely missed that switch. That's so good. In the Westchester area, you see that Wolverine It is helped by the kids, relies on, not really relies on, them, they step it up. They want to help them, too, and they all end up making the predator leave. So then we get to the finale part of it, where in the present day, we've seen that fight in the river, we end up where there's the mention it gets classic Predator about how Wolverine has figured things out. He has mud on him so, you know, the infrared stuff won't work. But all this is, is it's like, to me, the Predator, he's real old now, right? He's like, I just gotta get this done. I don't care if I live. I just want to kill this Wolverine. And that's what he does. They end up going at each other. He has Predator as a ceremonial dagger. Wolverine pops the claws. Boom, boom, boom. They kind of get tangled into each other. And then beep, boop, beep There's a countdown and a big explosion I, I did like the play too Where I thought right before Wolverine Said it because in this present day If you remember last issue in the beginning of this It's about the helmet Wolverine put the helmet oh, on, yeah, on that's right. And he's, I'm thinking to myself Wolverine definitely rigged that helmet Like he's gonna, but he says I didn't rig the helmet because that's kind of You know, a jerk move and that's what he relies on I'm gonna go At one point the art in the beginning, even where Wolverine's shoulder is just completely ripped off. It's so disgusting. Uh, but at the end, the Predator, I guess, not realizing that Wolverine won't die from this. Because that's kind of the crazy play. But in his mind, it's a draw. And it, it seems like it's a right way to play it for the Predator. Like, I can only take this guy down by killing myself. I'm old. I'm tired. I know how the Predator feels. And he just blows everything up like a nuclear explosion and then Wolverine walks out of it he says I don't know how long I was out but here I am he picks up the ceremonial dagger and walks
4: away I've gotta say Jim great great art in this final section really really like this art
1: yeah and again it's like yeah you could say Wolverine won but you kind of just get like it was a draw.
4: It was a draw in a way. He's almost cheating, though, isn't he? Because he's almost indestructible at this point. The, he was blown up, and it says like it could be how many days later that he's you know he, he emerges from the wreckage.
1: And there's kind of a weird like ah, the narration is a little over the top with Wolverine. Like it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I miss that guy. It almost feels like he's like he's a jilted lover now. He's like the long distance romance this day, is over. <laughs> He's there staring at that dagger. This is all I have of my my buddy, the Predator. And he goes <laughs> off, and you're like, okay. It, it's not, like, as I was reading this, I started to think to myself, because at DC right now, you end up having that Batman off-world, and it's Batman learning how to fight aliens in space. It's really cool. In this, I'm like, reading, I'm like, does this really teach Wolverine anything? I'm like, nah, not really. He just nope. ends up fighting the Predator through time both of them get better both of them learn more about each other but what does it really mean i don't know but if they ever have a sequel to this i don't think it's set up for that we need to just have team uh, team x have Sabretooth, wolverine all the, just going after more predators to be awesome but I'd love that. Like a four-part mini or even,
4: you know, even, even an ongoing. Just go on, go on, oh, yeah. do it, It'd go so for it. would be so cool. It'd
1: be so cool. But what
4: would you give this? I thought it was a pretty good conclusion, even mm-hmm. though it felt a little bit rushed. I like the art for most of it. I like the teamwork. Yeah, so I'm going to give this 8.5,
1: James. I'm going to go 8. Um, I'm okay. a little less than you, but still, it's pretty good. And I like it's the a good, series. It's a good score. I it's thought a good the call. series was, was pretty cool.
4: Overall, yeah, very cool.
1: And at the end it pushes you to go Read the current Wolverine And the newly rebooted Predator book, I'm not going to do Either, really, I do Oh really? I'm curious about the new Predator In February It's it's just not, I don't know if I, well, I'll have to see what it hinges on Does it on work on its own though, like like that's the that. problem isn't it yeah, yeah, that's the problem, it's not really my thing Of just the Predator Bites And when you do it, you add extra characters That aren't Wolverine, that's kind of one of the reasons Why I like this as well, but that's that. That's it for this week's show. We got more positive at the end. You showed up Indeed. to make things ganky. It was pretty good. Uh, I was in a uh, a dark place earlier. These oh, books, no. the books were not good. I was getting so upset and so frustrated. Because These are I, two
4: decent books, aren't they? Jim? Like nothing amazing, but I thought they were good. I enjoyed both reads.
1: They were the better ones of this week for me. So okay, I'm oh, glad wow. that me and you were able to talk about them, but. We'll end this by telling people what we may or may not be talking about next week. Not as many books next week, so we have you know some some crazy ones. though so we have Amazing Spider-Man number forty-one, obviously continuing the gang war. We have Doctor Strange number eleven, which is odd because that number ten ended as it, everybody thought that it was over.
4: I thought that like, was fiction. it had been yeah.
1: canceled or it's going on hiatus. Two weeks later, we get a new issue, so we'll be doing that. Seeing maybe the Ramifications of General Strange getting some hugs. I wish it was better. I wish I hope that book kind of turns itself around now that that arc was done. I thought that arc was going to be really good and yeah, it yeah. just kind of fizzled out. We have a book that I it had to have been delayed Thanos number two. It feels like months it since does. we talked about that yeah. first. Cantwell Thanos, so that's odd, but it's back Kid Venom Origins, one of four. That book, I, I when I saw it, I'm like, oh, I remember something about it, but it really, like, oh, crap, I wonder what that's going to be. Me and you looked into it a little bit beforehand, and it looks very manga-esque. This is cool. You fancy a bit, oh, here, isn't is? it? This yeah, week. I think that maybe it might be one of those surprise yeah, kind of guilty so. pleasures. I don't know that it's going to be a hit, but maybe it'll be decent. We'll check it out. And then Vengeance of the Moon Knight, number one, that is continuing the Jed McCain. Moon Knight stuff after the death of Moon Knight, so we'll see how that is but that'll be it not many books uh this week we had a ton last week so it's good to have a little bit of a reprieve for the holiday season that will be in the new year so i could do my favorite uh, as i did when i went to school to tell everybody we'll see you next year i love doing that and then people would get confused and i'd laugh it was like the craziest thing but with that we will see everybody next year because that is it if you like what you hear you can check us out on Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us, we'll follow you back Go to the website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com To see written reviews, Marvel uh, And Marvel I I don't know why I said Marvel, Marvel reviews Also go to the YouTube And check out Weird Science Comics there And then finally, if you like what you hear And want more, go to our Patreon To help us out, patreon.com Slash weirdscience, all these will be in the show notes But we're going to get out of here Gray will probably go eat more sushi Just to rub it in he's in <laughs> Japan and can get it at any place he wants, but that is fine. I'm going to go have a pizza today because you did say that that's what you kind of wish that you had more of. So maybe I'll have a pizza. I would love to try it one day. Uh, Real, I'll be eating New a pizza, pizza like in vengeance. I'm like, take that, Gray. <laughs> each bite, each bite tastes like satisfying. I'll vengeance. eat my muramasa sushi. Oh, you <laughs> jerk! <laughs> like, oh, I'd, ra- I'd rather have sushi than pizza right now, but. With all of that, thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining me, Greg. And we'll talk to everybody uh, later.
0: You are all weirdos.
4: Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.